Uh, <laughs> he was a zombie. Too romantic guy. <laughs> Too romantic. Too yeah. 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 You made other people yeah. feel uncomfortable. Like, that's illegal. <laughs> Half illegal? Are they still a corpse? They're not dead. But they are it's unillegal then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. How's it going? You're here. Yeah. 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 I've been here for like, I don't know, like two days, three days, maybe more. It's uh, hard to tell time in this room. There's no windows, no clocks. You, you've just been in here for like two days? At least. Did. Did you read the note? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, it's, it's, I, I just got here, so can I? Please. Okay, okay. Uh, welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips. Uh, this is the show where we talk about D&D or else. Maybe, maybe or else that. Uh, I'm Byron, number 33. Sounds about right. And uh, I'm Sean. It uh, doesn't matter what the number is. Oh, wow. Uh, well, this week, uh, these two surly, earth-vexing bugbears will be uh, talking about the importance of grounding your PC in the world. Uh, uh, and then I can get out of here. Yeah, he smells. Can I get a new Sean? Hey guys, welcome. Uh, I'm Sean number 34. Uh, glad to be here. Um, I guess today we're talking about, um, what was it? Um, Grounding your PCs in the world. Right, And right. the importance of, the importance yes. of doing that, yes. Yes. Um, kind of a more advanced uh, character creation, right? It really, yes, this is going, this is definitely going beyond the character sheet and all mm -hmm. of the stuff that's kind of preordained and pre, mm -hmm. not preordained, but pre-described right. and just filling out the boxes. This is kind of the next level. It's really, I think, what they were attempting to do in this edition and in past editions, where we started talking about bonds, flaws, oh, ideals. ideals. Right. This is that's kind of step I, one into this. I always bit. felt that those weren't quite enough. No, and right. they're not because that's that's just the like that's the crumbs of the cookie. Yeah. Right. That's not the chocolate chips. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I definitely think that that is the first step in grounding your PC because really on the character sheet, that's the first part where it starts talking about and codifying personality. Right. Right. And, and, and grounding your PC in the world, I feel like it's more than just setting a personality. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's I don't know what we I would call it giving your character a context within the campaign world. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm glad that you guys made us talk about this because it sort of segues real well off of that other episode where we talked about session zeros. Yes. Right? No, this is a great continuation. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they'll even give you a link to session zero, like up here. Uh, you know, maybe. Oh, wow, brownie little... points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the powers that be. That, yeah, if you could do that. I don't, I don't know what kind of powers you have. Uh, powers that be, but if you have that power, yeah, link it so that people can get the full conversation. 
Um, but it, it definitely is kind of the first point um, going beyond, like I said, going beyond the sheet. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what you're doing on the sheet is you're interacting your class with your background. Right. Right. And then part yeah. of what the background is. And those are all suggestions, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. These are all suggestions, kind of the uh, the carbon, carbon copy versions of what you can do to make your character a little bit more interesting and a little bit more unique. So you're not the same as every other one of your class. Right. But when we go a little bit beyond that, that's really i think where the character becomes interesting oh yes okay um but of course what's really interesting to me is to see how many likes we can maybe get on this video uh so please do subscriptions as well yes click the bell click the big red black blue or green button whatever color it is on your screen that says subscribe and throw us a like let us know if we don't see color here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't see color here. Our world is in black and white and it is scary. So hopefully they add the Technicolor version of this out there, wherever it is that they are uh, or you are. But no, getting getting into it. I think, like I said, you pick your, blonde, your blondes. Blonde. Your oh. blondes, brunettes, redheads. Uh, and no, you... Uh, Destroyed. So you pick your... Um, your your bonds, your ideals, mm. and your flaws. Right. And then from there, that's that's really what's giving you your first steps and your four-way into connecting, I think at least for me, into connecting what a PC's personality, mentality, likes, wants, feel, all of this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. all the things that make us us mm-hmm. and all the layers that you can create from that. That's the first step into doing it and the first link in the chain of turning the mechanics of the game into that soft creative space. Right. Okay. Of the game. Okay. Um, and and definitely, like we said, session zero, you it's a great place to start to establish what the the boundaries, like the hard boundaries or mm-hmm. the soft boundaries are of that sandbox. And you use sandbox right. not as like the sandbox term of TTRPGs, mm-hmm. but of, of the place that you're playing in. Right. Right. Is this a hard boundary? Is this a soft boundary? Uh, or is this something to discover what that is? Right. Can we play in between the lines there right. uh, and, and see what is acceptable, what's not? And, and let's link that to the idea of the story. What is the story theme? What are we trying right. to explore? <clears throat> right. Right. And I know we've talked about before the idea that there's... A, a place and a time for PCs, right? So there's, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want oh, your yes. barbarians yeah. in your high diplomatic thing. I was like, what do you mean the PC? It's always time for the PC. It's always PC time, <laughs> baby. Um, PC time all the time. But no, that's, that's I think, one of the first coupling measures of turning the mechanics of the game into the RP elements of the right. game and how to connect them right. from the page upwards. Yes, like the PCs exist in a certain place mm-hmm. and time in the campaign world. That's what you, right? Well, it, yes, that's the literal sense of right. it. But right. also the idea of does this PC that I am creating, does this provide an opportunity to get an answer to the question hmm. of what we're trying to explore as a group or as oh, a okay. theme? Okay. Right? Um, and maybe, you know, what what is, for instance, if we're doing this high society diplomatic thing and somebody brings in a traditional idea of a barbarian, Right. Right. Uh, an outlander who's come in, who lives outside of normal civilization, has different viewpoints of normal civilization, and has come into civilization to question what is civilization? What is, not what is civilization, what is civilized? 
Right. Right. And and we've seen that sometimes at the table, um, mm-hmm. like with, with Goblin coming in, 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 in our in our yeah, campaigns yeah, yeah, there, yeah. and having him really question what is, or what's better about being civilized. Right. 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 Versus a, a life of survival, a life of right. relative simplicity. Right. Right. But obviously maximal difficulty. Right. Mm-hmm. It was it was mm-hmm. fight or flight, live or die. Right. You subsist yeah. off of the, the strength of your own back and the, the cut of your own sword. Yeah. The question. Yeah. The question was, uh, is civilization better than savagery? And if so, why? Yes. Right. Yes. And, and it really turned kind of a, a great uh, a mirror on people and on themselves yeah. when they would just say, well, this is right. And you, and, and you stop and you say, well, hold on. You, you've jumped a few hoops here in one breath and we don't really necessarily agree on that. I don't agree on what you're implying. Mm-hmm. So let's break that down into steps. And, and having the other PCs turn around and look at themselves and look at those mm-hmm. steps individually as opposed to one thing taken into uh, acceptance because everybody else accepts what's going on because that's the norm for here. Right. Right. That was really great. So when we're doing this, when we're when we're going into creating our PCs and when we're going in, it's it's really nice to have those informational points given to us as far as your session zero lore. What the question mm-hmm. is, what you're going to be facing, what you're going to be um, having to deal with as right. themes. Right. Right. Will allow you to create a PC. And I know I've seen this actually now where there's there's other um, players and fantastic DMs out there that their question, their first question when they go into playing a game is to the DM, how can I create a PC or what can I do as a PC mm. to help further your story? That sounds like an interview question. It, 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 <laughs> it really does. Yeah. No. Do you want to play? Well, let's sit down. Yeah. How do, how do you see me being successful five years from now? Exactly. What does success look like in your company? Yeah, it, yeah at your table. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, that's that's a brilliant allegory. Yes, uh, no, it, it it makes it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of right, sense. But it, it gives you by answering that question uh, a trajectory. Yes, yes, right? to to go like a direction to go to. Mm-hmm. Right, and now and now that you have that bearing, then you can start working on making your character a part of the world, mm-hmm. right? Having that kind of seamless immersion of not having, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're going to stand out. You're a PC in an NPC world. And well, it <laughs> depends on the campaign, I would say. <laughs> uh, you know, fair, yeah, fair. But, but generally you're right. But, but you're right. yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and one of the things that in previous iterations of the game that has kind of gotten quieter but has kept through is that you are exceptional mm, mm-hmm. because you're an adventurer or yeah. you became an adventurer because you're exceptional, right? You have a story to tell. You're not just one of those right. innkeepers, one of those market dwellers, one of those knights, right? That lives an average right. life and just kind of does status quo. Right. Or even the level zero king. Correct. The level Queen zero king, the yes. Emperor, over the level right. 20 generals, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely informs you and in how you fit in the world yep. um and essentially where you're coming from now included in that is a very interesting thing that is going to really matter from table to table but that's the level that you're starting at as well mm, oh you mean like level one or like level five yeah so how much do history? i have my subclass yet correct how much history your character has because we've mm. we've all experienced or probably we've all experienced um the the idea of the fighter who's starting the game at level one, 
but mm-hmm. he survived multiple campaigns, multiple right. wars. Right. You know, he was promoted, demoted. Uh, you know, he he absconded with the prince and lost. Of, and, yeah, yeah, and he's got all this story. But now he's a, now he's a level one fighter, right? right. He's just like, whoa, what what happened, right? How do we explain this this pool of experience that you've developed over your time, right? But mechanically, you're still level one. Mechanically, Rambo, still, Rambo was level one. Level one soldier. Maybe, maybe. And and he just he just had a weighted D20. He's just like, oh, it's another crit. Oh, Sorry. oh, oh it's another crit. All so the other soldiers on the bad guy side and on the good guy team, they're just level zero soldiers. They, and he gave him just this much of an edge yeah. and some some creative die rolling, maybe. I don't know. Uh maybe some plot armor. Well, he had a class. The other guys are just stat blocks. Uh well, that helps. That definitely helps. But no, that's that's the kind of idea that <laughs> yeah. we're talking about, yeah. right? And and how to make sure that while exceptional and unique, you still are painted in the same colors, right? You still don't mm-hmm. stand out mm-hmm. that much. If someone was to take a snapshot of the world, your character exists within it believably. Right. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. when we're talking about the importance of grounding, mm-hmm. right? Grounding is getting in there and setting a strong base so that you can grow from there. But everybody kind of starts in the same area. What do you? What exactly do you mean when you say setting a base? Do you mean like I hear that, and I and I and I take that to mean that you're setting like um, where they're from, where they grew up, right? Who they who they knew, important people to them, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's just say, uh, for instance, if you're dealing with a Wizards of the Coast. Uh, traditional drow society mm-hmm. right and you you want to play as a fun loving freedom enjoying sun basking right. drow that doesn't fit the world right right and i'm not saying that's right or wrong mm-hmm. i'm just saying that the two aren't congruent right the, the one doesn't doesn't play nice with the other so um if you want that story to be there Right. Then part of your backstory needs to be that you felt the friction where you came from and you didn't belong Mm -hmm. in that society. Mm -hmm. And so you pulled away from that society. And that's why you're an adventurer, because essentially, eventually, eventually, (laughs) eventually you will make, you know, uh, essentially (laughs) you'll you're you're an outcast from that society. You maybe you're not an exile from that society, but you're definitely an outcast. Right. Right. Or an outsider. And so now you've left that and that can be part of your backstory. Great. That makes more sense. But for how you were groomed into that position or how you right. became that position, right. how you became a freedom loving drow in this. In right. This Who's happy and just wants to help people as yeah. generous. That then becomes that then becomes a question. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I could see I could see it going the other way. I could see it going through hatred and and betrayal and developing and brooding right? right through through decisions that were made in that society the matriarch or or whoever it was your superior kind of rubbed you the wrong way and so now you've gone the other you haven't gone happy go lucky you've gone i'm going to go against the grain and i'm going to defeat and destroy the system as it is and in order to do that i'm going to become uh, a righteous believer in the opposite of right. what society is it sounds like you're not just setting like who they know and and who where they grew up and what they did. It sounds like you're doing a level deeper than that, um, and you're and you're setting the 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 meaning behind growing up there, mm-hmm. or the meaning behind um, uh, what happened to them. Uh, 
Well, and and and, 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 yes, right, yes. and, and, and why that they uh, choose to be this way. And that's the most important part right. is the why. Right. Right. Because you can, you can have all of the other things happen to you. The who, the what, the mm-hmm. where, the when, mm-hmm. all of those are very easy to just say. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. He was ostracized, this town, he was ostracized, this ostracized, ostracized by the drow, but why did he become happy go lucky? Yes. And that, that then yeah. starts to inform the personality and the mm-hmm. perspective of the mm-hmm. character, which then makes your role playing later yeah. easier because you've, you've already kind of predefined what that kind of normal answer yeah. uh, of, of all the decisions you could make. You're narrowing it down into a truer, more consistent, genuine character voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, why did they choose happy instead of hatred? Yes. Love instead of, right? Hatred. Yes. Um, because that all, infor- yeah, you're right. It informs so much in your RP afterwards. And it really, if you do that um, well when you're setting your character, I think it really does uh, raise your uh, the bar for your RP. Mm-hmm. Like, by a significant level. Like, it's just a step up. And, and, and everything is better mm-hmm. um, once you do that. Just because um, you have a, a sort of a deeper understanding as to um, why your PC is the way they are. And because you know why um, they've made those those decisions, it, it it's like a template of for all their future yes. decisions as yes. well. So when something unexpected happens, you're like, you don't, you're very rarely stuck with the question of, oh, geez, what what should I do? You almost all know right away, oh, they would totally do this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because this is what they believe or whatever, right? They would do this. And then you then you, you, you can be confident in leaning into that, even if it's um, might not be, say, good for the party or optimized, or uh, even if inconvenient for your party you would you'll do it and then the reason is because and you'll say because that's what my character would do but it's true i mean and it's not just an excuse right it, it is and you and you know that's what they would do because of this right and i think what makes people angry sometimes when people are like that's just what my character would do and when they're other than the Hulk, when the, and, yeah, yeah. When, the, when the players are just <laughs> being a jerk and just wants to get away with it and using it as an excuse, right? When right. you when you know why what they would do, mm-hmm. and they always are consistently making those kinds of decisions, the other players, even if they don't understand why, they'll feel that internal character consistency, mm-hmm. and they they won't feel like it's annoying. You're like, oh, this is who they, this character is. It makes sense. I don't know why, but it somehow feels more genuine. And it's it's super right. interesting that the same application of it's just what my character would do <laughs> right. could be used, could could honestly be used by a very basic character comprehension mm-hmm. and an extremely advanced character comprehension. <laughs> right. Right. They could say the same, yeah. it's what my character would do. Um, and even... Well, it's, 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 I think it's less, it's just, it's not, it's just what my character would do. It's more like, no, my character would do nothing else but this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else they would do. This is the only thing they would do in the situation. And that right? and that confidence, that like, mm. and I, I like the idea then that if that confuses another player, mm-hmm. so if you did that, yeah, right. Let's say that's what your character. That was your reaction yeah. to the scenario, 
and and I, as another representative of a character, but yep. also a player of the game, yep. question, well, that was kind of funky. Right. Why'd you do that? Right? Write a little note in your notebook, and yep. like after the session, engage the person in, in that constructive, fun way. Like, mm-hmm. hey, there was a really dynamic moment tonight in tonight's yeah. session. Or if you're texting after, in yesterday's session, there was yeah. this really cool moment where your character did this, and I, as a player, as yeah. a player, so uh, this is going to be meta knowledge that I'm not going to yeah. apply in the game. Yeah. But I, as a player, am really curious right. about what you, why so, you oh, did that. I really want to know. I really right? want to know. Yeah. And, and if you approach it from that perspective, I think you would want to, sh- within reason, mm-hmm. you would want to share, like, well, really, yeah, there, there's some stuff in my story that I'm going to save yeah. for later that yeah. I don't want to talk about now that we're going to experience hopefully when we get a chance to. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I can tell you that yes, this is what he's doing. Yes, this is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But maybe as a player to player hint, look a little deeper. Yeah. yeah. Try and try and put the dots together and see what the whole picture well, is starting to look like. Then the other player is like, oh man, that's fun. Y- yeah. It's other, fun now, Other right? than what? Well, or the answer could just be like, oh, I was really jealous that you got the extra magical weapon last session, so I just wanted the extra gem this session, so I took it. Oh, right, right. And, and, and I just said, that's what my character would do. He's a thief. <laughs> that's what my character would do. I'm because, And then you go, oh, that's really interesting that your character was experiencing jealousy or envy mm-hmm. in the moment, and this is how they expressed it. Right. And then the, the other part could be like, oh, wow, this person thinks my character's like super good. <laughs> But then you can, you, you can, can, no, you can, you can, inform, you can feel the difference. Abs- absolutely. You can, yeah. absolutely. You can. But I'm just saying in, in the positive mindset mm-hmm. of, you know, everyone around you is a diplomat, right? Like if you go and you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, no, this is the best answer that they could give. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the best answer that they could give because they're a level two role player and you're a level 10 role player, whatever you want right. to call it. Right. Right? If they're a beginner, maybe they don't know that. You know, a pie has two crusts and a whole bunch of middle stuff, right? Well, There's a sandwich in there that you got to get through. And if, and if they are new at roleplay, you can um, help them in character. It's by going, going up to them, asking them, hey, so what's up with that? Yeah, I saw, I saw, I felt you were hurt. All right, I, I got the impression that you've been, you have a chip on your shoulder or a cloud yeah, over yeah. you since we divvied up that loot and I got the blade. You know, the blade doesn't mean a lot to me. Would you like it? Right? Like, create that character moment. Right. DM, right. I would like to ask for a scene, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that we can discuss this because my character has noticed something. Yeah. Right? And then that's that's a great way of putting your your meta knowledge into uh, a productive role play session. Yeah. Yep. Right? And use use your meta use your meta knowledge for good, not for evil. No, that <laughs> it's true. Yes. It's true. Um no, yeah, no. Meta gaming can be very productive. Can be very awesome. Mm-hmm. Can add a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. It's actually one of my favorite books um, that was really overlooked. Mm-hmm. It was back in second edition AD and D, first second edition, however you want to call it. But in AD and D, there was a complete guide to villains. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And and in it, it broke down. You know, separating what a bad guy or an enemy from a villain is. And I know that there's been some other iterations and there's plenty of beautiful literature out there yeah. about this now. But going and looking at how to create a villain mm-hmm. can really turn that around and ask those same questions, but put the heroic spin on it, right? Mm-hmm. What is it, What? why are you, or how to make an adventurer? Right, yeah. right? 
And and not only just how to make them, right? Because we've already talked about the the character sheet has all of the stats and the roles and the stuff. Yeah. So it's it's not about what they are. Yeah. It but it's about going through the depth of what it is, right? And so going back to to our our character who felt put out because they didn't get the magical item, Mm -hmm. maybe in their story, and it correlates forward because they're using this to inform their decisions. Maybe it was a family with six kids, right? And they were number five, number six in the pile. So they mm-hmm. weren't big enough to fight to get, you right. know, the, the stuff mom and dad tried to be good to them, or maybe they just didn't care anymore because they had so many kids and so many worries in the world. <laughs> right. Wh- whatever it is. Yeah. But that kid had to fight for everything that they got. Mm-hmm. And when somebody else got it, they always wanted that. They always wanted to get the best cut. They always wanted to get the biggest biscuit. They always yeah, wanted to yeah, get the yeah, extra yeah, helping yeah, of gravy, yeah. but they never could. And now in their adulthood or whatever age they are, mm-hmm. whatever class they are, that feeling is being expressed in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that feeling could be expressed in a positive way, in a negative way, in a neutral way, but you're, you're using the character's past to inform the why, yep. to then inform your creative voice. It's, it's funny, it's almost like what a, an actor would do when they're getting in, first getting into their, a role, right? You're like, oh, who are they? Mm-hmm. And then, then it's the, the cliche question: What's my motivation? Mm-hmm. Right? What is your character's motivation? Um, they're the best characters always have something they want to do with their life. Mm-hmm. Like people with no ambition and no desires don't typically become adventurers, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and if you no, are an adventurer, as you are a PC, and you don't have one, your PC, your PC doesn't have any of that. If they feel empty. They feel one-dimensional, two-dimensional. Yes. Um, at best. Yes. Right? But if you could fully understand what your character's motivations are, why they're becoming an adventurer. Because people... Which, correct me if I'm wrong. People don't become adventurers willingly because it's not a nice life. Uh, well, that's... Therein <laughs> is a great question because I can answer that in a, in a very large rainbow of, of ways, mm-hmm. right? Because I could say, you know what? Yeah, there's not enough or there, there's there's enough bakers and there's enough carpenters and there's enough blacksmiths and all of the other kind of roles and professions. Mm-hmm. There was no space. There was nobody who was willing to take on the trainee. There was right. nobody who had the extra spot at the, the church. For somebody just to even sweep it out, there's no stable boys needed. And so your, char- your character went, well, there's nothing to do here. I guess I got to go on the road. And so they just kind of became a wanderer first, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they became an adventurer. Or conversely, your world is dark and terrible. And right. and your home village got burned down by marauding humanoids. <laughs> of course right? they did. And so you picked up the sword in vengeance. Right. 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 Both are totally applicable answers, mm-hmm. but neither neither person is willingly becoming an adventurer, though. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like it's adventuring is not interesting, pleasant. right? Like, like no one. I don't think anyone realistically grows up and goes like, "Yes, I want to hmm. uh, right become um, like an assassin," because assassins exist in the real world, but no one grows up thinking that's what I want to become, and like. That's, I mean, maybe some people do, certain people, but you know what I mean? Like everyone, I, I, yeah. everyone starts off as an NPC and then becomes, there's something that happens that makes them become an adventurer, that makes them become a hero or a villain or whatever. Like no one knows. 
No, I get. I, you, know, I, you know what I, I mean? Like, no one's born. I know what you're saying. I have to push back on the no one, though. Wow. But, okay. And, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm not. I'm not treating yeah. it as like an absolute. Yeah. But you know, you can have you can have the backstory of the son who listened to the father's noble stories, mm-hmm. and so they always wanted to become that knight right. in shining armor right. on the hill. Right. Right. So they they've always wanted to become, maybe not an adventurer, but a person who seeks glory. Mm, okay. Right. And and becoming mm-hmm. an adventurer is the path to that. Right. But they've they've essentially then chosen the life not of not of quiet. Right. Whatever it is. Quiet mm-hmm. suffering, quiet bliss, quiet satisfaction. Quiet mediocrity. Yeah. Right. They they're they're daring to be something more. And in, in doing that, they're also inviting danger to make them something less. Right. 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 Because for every for every hero, there's a bandit plastered on the side of the road. Right. And it's also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For every hero, there's multiple dead bandits. And multiple dead heroes. And multiple dead well, heroes. Well, not even heroes. Multiple dead ABCs. Yes. They just never become yes. heroes. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, no, I, I think it's an interesting question. Of, but even of then, though, right? Whether, whether yeah. adventure. And see, this is, this is, a, this is, a, this is like a, a, a crux and apex question, I mm-hmm. think. Because every PC that is at your table... Mm-hmm needs to have a reason that they want to be adventuring. Then, and really, I think that's my point. Yes. Right? Like, there's no one just chooses to be an adventurer for, for just because. Saitama like, did it. I, he, <laughs> He's just doing it for fun. He shouldn't have done so many push-ups. Yeah, there's a lot of push Well, I would have turned on the AC. It gets hot in the summer. He, he just wants to get to the grocery store while it's still on while sale. While it's still on sale. But so, so you know, but that informed, uh, that's a weird one. We won't talk about informing (laughs) character decisions there. But there's a lot of unique decisions that are made in that story as well. Um, But the the idea of how and why you want to become an adventurer Mm -hmm. is very interesting. And and in in sitting here and, and talking and thinking about it, it's more important than it seems. It's like, yeah, I think just coming out with ideas with you now, it's, now that I think about it a little more, it's it's super important, actually. Mm-hmm. That's actually not even a question that I formally ask myself when I make characters, mm-hmm. but now I will from now on. No, no, yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's super important. Like, why are they adventuring? Because I, I still remember playing Second Ed, going to the, was it, Night Below. Uh, just rolling up character after character after character after all. We're like, I don't even know why my character's here in the Underdark. Yeah. None none of the players in the, or the characters in the party were the original characters who got the quest who, who initially accepted the quest yeah they're no, all yeah. you know they're, they're all just the monkey experiment they, yes. they don't want to touch the bananas and they don't know why uh yeah and we'll uh try and find a link <laughs> for that maybe if they can give you that up there and describe to you what the monkey experiment is <laughs> um but one of one of the things that i like to do and i found you are really, monkey experiment <laughs> i do like a good banana um <laughs> One of the things that I like to do uh, that really took my character understanding mm-hmm. and kind of leveled up my role play ability. Mm-hmm. And I know you picked up on this and you loved it. Did I? You did. Drum oh, roll. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. Um, was, was doing um, my own diaries or my own stories uh, okay. from the character's mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. So they were doing their own kind of at the end of the day, write yeah. up what happened this yeah. day, what happened this week or whatnot, and journaling out from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know 
I know you picked up on it when I started doing it and you liked it, yeah. right? And, yeah. and whether you make that a public expression for other people to view, right? And therefore understand, read, critique perhaps, um, or you just share it with yourself. Yep. It allows you to sit and um, kind of percolate in the character voice, mm-hmm. in the character mindset mm-hmm. when there's no other distractions around. The, the, the table has gone home. The snacks are half full now. You don't have to keep refreshing (laughs) them or whatever it is, right? Um, And in a moment of like kind of quiet contemplation and reflection, just write out a couple things in their voice. Because formulating the thoughts of writing, but in their perspective, lets you just kind of enjoy being the character Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Right. And, and then further reinforcing either stereotypes and, and kind of core identities that you want to keep mm-hmm. and lock in, mm-hmm. or you can start documenting character arcs of change. Yeah. Right. And you go, Oh, I don't normally like blank, Yeah, but the other character who is a blank in the party has maybe not absolutely hate them. <laughs> the clowns, the clown. Um, yeah, right. And so, but then you can go and and actually watch the progression of your character, yeah. or at least set up in your mind or between your minds. Because I, I don't, I don't know about you, but when I'm when I'm playing a character, yeah. a lot of times I have adopted them at the table, right? Yeah. Physical mannerisms, right? Yes, yeah. voices, whatnot for those three, four, five, six, seven hours, whatever it is that you're playing, Mm -hmm. I try and become them as much as possible. And so I don't have to think, what would Byron thinks, the character thinks he should do, right? You remove those layers. Try to, try to. And then then all you really have to do in the moment is lean in and and just stay in your character space, in the headspace. And if you're just being present, then you don't have to think about thinking about thinking. You can just do. Yeah, you don't think about the whole layer of should I or should I not kind of goes away. You just, you just go. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's when I I find later on after the session, you have to ask, was that okay? Because I I didn't have that layer of was that okay or not. Right? Yeah, I, I, I uh, chose to remove a layer of censorship. Yeah. And now I, internal censorship. Yeah. And now I need to double check with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. And I, most of the time, I mm-hmm. think if you're playing in a genuine state, yep. people will say, yes, yep. that was fine. And yep. if it's not fine, they will be brave and they will, you know, stand yep. up for what they believe in, or yep. they'll stand up for the lines and veils that you've established mm-hmm. as a group and say, it was getting a little close or you towed the line, or I think you might've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. But you didn't keep going, so I didn't put down the my X yeah, card. Yeah, but next time just. But like, yeah. hey, could you go no farther than that? Yeah. Could you pull it back a little bit? Yeah. Right, and then and then the trust builds, and then you feel more. Yeah. More like you can continue doing that, and then you mm-hmm. don't have to self censor. Then you could just move past trying to enjoy the game, and you could just go straight into enjoying the game. No, it's yeah, and your enjoyment. Like we talked about, how it bumps up your. Uh, the your RP bar, it pumps up the fun bar too. Yes. If you well, if you're like me and you enjoy RPing mm-hmm. and RPing with other people, mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you don't, maybe D and D is the game for you. Of, well, I mean, but maybe I mean we we've talked we yeah. talked before about the three pillars of the game, yeah. right? And deciding how much of each pillar that there's going to be. So yeah. in this in this conversation, really, it's under the umbrella of the RP pillar. Mm-hmm. So if if at your table you have 10, 20, 25% RP, maybe these questions aren't going to be as important for that character in this story. Mm-hmm. Right? But if it's if it's the inverse of that, if it's 50, 60, 75% RP, then these are going to be really, really great decisions that you can spend a small amount of time or a long amount of time deciding yeah. to reap what you sow and to get the benefits of that over right. and over and over yeah. again. Well, and it's a great thing. It's not just you reaping the benefits. It's everyone at the table, right? Players and DM, everyone, right? By doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you, know, do you know what the benefit that I want to reap is, though? Uh, wheat? Wheat and... Wheat for sheep. I would like to reap the benefits of uh, you guys listening, uh, liking, and subscribing yes. to our content. Yes. That'd be great. And I mean, and, and also let us, let us know if you think that, you know, if, um, exploring RP is worth it, if a character with depth, um, or perhaps a character who has too much depth, right? Just the like and subscribe chill. Yeah. I want it. I want the like, uh, <laughs> like well, it helps the algorithm and we're new. So we want to, we want to get out there and be able to kind of increase the conversation, increase mm-hmm. our table conversation yep. size to more people. Yeah. Um, cause you know, if there is the idea that there's too much emotional prep in your character, what's that look like? What's a character who's too much? You could be over prepared for things. Can you be over prepared for RP? I don't know. What would that look like? It's just main character acting. syndrome. You're going. <laughs> Are you the Jared Leto of your table? <laughs> Let us know. I I was in the Goblin character. I just can't get out now. I just can't. I, this is the way I talk. I can't. I can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> if only. This is the way I talk to my wife. <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> okay. So so we've talked about that. We've talked about mm-hmm. kind of getting mm-hmm. getting that. How can we grow that? Then how can we get more out of it in in taking that voice into the world? What do you mean by by that? Well, you you now you know how to react to things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Can you then start making a plan of how to uh, get other people to react to you? Like, can you start creating your own? Yes. Um, it's funny now that you've we've done all this stuff, right? Like, um, and your and your and your character is now uh, not. Just the paladin, right? They've 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 progressed there. Oh know. my god, I love paladins. Oh, they're the best. They're the best, and and for so many reasons. There's, and and if, no, they're they're great. I mean, you, you pull paladin. I know you pull paladin out of the magic thirteen, but uh, as a tangent here that I have to kind of jump on. Okay, um, paladins have You've now lost uh, the the kind of overly goody two shoes um, necessity that they had from older editions. I would not necessarily agree with that, but keep going. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're no longer, you can have a paladin of any alignment now. Right. 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 That's huge and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, and going back, I, I still love the idea of not the, the, um, 
the smiter of all evils mm -hmm. and the, the just like the squeaky clean crusader idea. But the idea of older paladins was beyond law, right? That's why right. that's why they were so right. difficult to to handle in most people's hands is because yeah. it wasn't just don't steal, right? It was you like you cannot let anyone else steal. You don't around let anybody you. else do it, right? Because it brings society down. Your bar is higher than society's mm -hmm. bar, and that's yeah. that's why they got that that stigma attached to yeah. them of of yeah. being like lawful dumb. So are you are you saying? Yeah. Are you, are you saying that you like the new Paladins in 5e? So you're saying? Are you saying you love the old Paladins? No, I love I love the transition of Paladins. And I love oh, okay. where they've taken it. I, I, in my heart, will forever be an old school Paladin kind of guy. Yeah. My Paladins will always be good. My Paladins will um, even choose kind of our, our conquests or our kind of Oathbreaker ones mm -hmm. in, in, the f in the direction of being good. But, but what I'm saying now is that you can inform mm -hmm. your character's decisions and, and bust past the, that little section of just what your oath means, right? Right. These are the three things that are super important to me, right? Okay, cool. I understand that those are important to you because now you're third level and your character is like cementing those mm -hmm. into their personality and into their core beliefs. Yeah. But how do we get to those core beliefs? Yeah. Right? And what is it behind it's funny. that drives I, the engine? I'm kind of the opposite. I like five... Like the five E paladins more, because um, whereas before they were like, oh, they behaved well, so now you've got god powers from from some deity, and, right? and that was the key is and, that it was given to you by a deity. Yeah, where but now, now it's now it's they're you. so like they've embodied some concept so deeply that mm -hmm. that they uh, they are the power. They've manifested the power of, of this one like primal concept. And that's where they get the power from. It's not mm -hmm. divine, even though they, they call it divine, but it's it's not. It's it's worth it. It's vengeance. It's pure vengeance. Right? Mm -hmm. Like John Wick, he's a paladin. He could be a paladin. Absolutely. He's definitely a vengeance paladin. Uh he he could be. Just, he, he could be he could be a fighter. He's smiting people. He could, he, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you had a character with unlimited smites? Headshot, 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 pat, pat, pat. And John Wick the shit out of this campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're you're right, and the the aesthetic feels mm -hmm. uh, of of the vengeance, like in kind the, of like oath, like yeah, come into everything that. that they are is that whatever oath they are, right? Like that's so interesting. Like peace at all costs, right? Like you don't get to fight if I have to. Like you, like it, like it's. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like there, mm -hmm. there. It's there's no one so fanatic and obsessed than a five E paladin. Uh that is absolutely a way to play them. I mean, I, I love it too. Yeah, I, I'm totally. I, I, I love that to take. I, I'll take I, a I ticket for that yeah. train, right? Yeah. I don't think that everybody might see it that way. No, they don't. But I 100 percent agree that a paladin should be like that, at least to some point. Or else, why would they have their powers if they're not given to them by mm -hmm. something else? Right? Yep. So it's it's great. I mean that means anyone can be a villain. It well and anyone and can. can be, yeah. Anyone yeah. can. Anyone who believes hard enough, right? Yeah. It, but yeah, but like why but like like we're talking about here though, like why are you what's makes you different than every other paladin? Right. Right. And this is what the grounding is like. But like you're more than just vengeance. If you if you're just vengeance, like if Batman was just vengeance, he wouldn't be interested. 
right? It's it's a certain kind of vengeance for a certain reason, and, mm-hmm. and he has a certain way of, of 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 exacting justice and vengeance, and he's got his own, right? Um, and importantly, he still has a rule. Yeah, for most of the iterations of him out there, right? We yeah. know that we know that there's some that he breaks mm-hmm. in, but for most of the iterations of Batman, right? He's he's got his rule that he yeah, cross. Like, he's not a vigilante; he's a person, and that's why he's so cool. That's why people love him. No, he's definitely a vigilante. But he's not just a vigilante. No, oh, right, he's not just. Right? And that's why that's why he's so loved. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's a person. He's relatable now. He's you can things that they do make sense and they're not a caricature. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then I think once you are able to achieve that, um I think you'll find that everyone at your table uh, will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, even even if and this is this is an important part of being brave and, and kind of standing behind your RP. Mm-hmm. If you're going into the deep end, let people know, right? Hey guys, I'm gonna be trying out something new and I'm experimenting with it, <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna try. Bear with me here, clown palette. <laughs> Smite with the water. He's the- <laughs> The right? Joker, the Joker, he's the clown palette. Uh They're all paladins. <laughs> they're all paladins. <laughs> no, but but this is this is kind of a serious point, right? Yeah. Is, is you're saying like, hey, I'm going to be playing in this case. I'm going to be playing a paladin. Mm-hmm. This paladin is his heart and mind are consumed by just using our previous reverence, vengeance. He's going to be anti-hero like. Right. 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 I don't know if that's going to fit with this group. This is where I'm envisioning him mm-hmm. right now. I've thought of ways to make sure that he wants to be an adventurer. Yeah. He wants to be part of the party. He yeah. wants to be there. He wants to explore the story. Yeah. Or maybe right. not wants, but he has a reason to. He has a reason to. Yeah. And and of course, I, the player, want him to be part yes. of the party because yeah, I want to yeah. play the game. Yeah. Okay, so understand that the RP is going to have friction in it. Mm-hmm. And understand that I might be disagree, or sorry, the character could be disagreeable at yeah. points. I am on your side. I want to go on the adventure. I want to yeah. take the hooks. Well, I want to have fun with you guys. Yes. Using these disagreements, these friction yes. points, right? I'm hoping that you guys can have fun with that too. Right. And let's let's use, and I'm saying this to give you the mm-hmm. meta knowledge, right? Going back yeah. to the meta knowledge again, yeah. giving you this so that you know where my heart and where my intention is at. Mm-hmm. I'm, being, I'm, I'm giving you the clear, concise communication as to what direction I want to go, mm-hmm. but then know that it's going to be a bumpy road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But ultimately know that I will cave. Right. Right. He's, he's going to resist. I don't want to go out. I don't, I don't like operating in the sunlight. Yeah. We, we have to go now or else the bandits are going to get away. <sighs> Fine. Right. Yeah. But like, like I, I am actively looking for a reason as a player to make yes. him go with you guys. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. Um, I think in that way, uh, you add because we talked about the, the three pil- three pillars. I hope three pillars. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I get this right. Combat. What? RP. What? And then exploration. Gotcha. Right? And you by doing this, you add um, sort of a, a a subset of exploration. So you're not exploring uh, the DM's campaign world anymore, right? Or and or the DM's story, right? Ooh. You are setting up your own. Um, exploration of your character mm-hmm. your character then becomes this kind of um its own mini character adventure with its own sort of 
uh, hooks and, 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 and paths and twists that the other players um, can then participate in. And mm -hmm. it's another way of somewhere, another element of exploration that you mm -hmm. can do. And you can do that at any time. You can do that during downtime, shopping episodes, beach episodes, uh, middle, middle of a quest, in the, in the middle of combat. Like at, at any time, anyone can engage with that character um, that you've built. Right, in that little adventure. And you get to be that sort of uh, DM of your own character that way that other people get to um, experience. And I don't know, it's super cool. And it's, uh, a, I guess, maybe a, um, a, 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 what do you call it? Like a, like a, like an entry drug to actual, to actual DMing. Because it's like a mini DM, right? Interesting, yeah. I feel, yeah, right? If you, if you, because you're, because you're giving bits to other players, and other, if you approach right, it in like that, that way, right? Absolutely. Like, hey, here's a little hook. If you want to play with it, you can. And, you know, and you're, and you're, and you're creating these little interactions with other players mm -hmm. and the DM too, because mm -hmm. the DM doesn't typically get to. Well, the DM play the, in that way, like experience, kind of experience yeah. an adventure, and with if you're doing that as a character for in your character, then the DM gets to be like, oh, well, I don't. That's interesting. I want to know what's going on here. Well, the right? the, the fun kind of delineation or the, the separation of the two mm -hmm. is the DM gets your backstory. Yes. Right? Yes. And they get to interweave that into the system and if they want to, right? Or mm -hmm. if you want them to. Mm -hmm. uh, and they get to grow and pull story hooks and whatever they yeah. want out of that. But you are in control of your present. Yeah. Yep. Right? So so how you react, how you do these things, how you go on about it is is entirely a story that you are narrating. Yep. Right. While they're narrating, while everyone's narrating. But I have, I don't know if it's advice or caution to like oh, okay. add to this. Okay. Um, because in my experience, I think that people will lean closer to um, playing their internal, not to the mic, uh, <laughs> playing closer to the idea of mystery and secrecy mm. rather than playing with their hand tipped and like kind of open. Right, right. And what I would consider or urge you to consider, like a DM who's, yep. who's planned a storyline out, yeah. uh, generally kind of has a, a major arc idea mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. and they know kind of where you're going to be at level five, where you're going to be at level 10, where you're going to be at level 15, level yep. 20. Maybe break it down into those because those are, those are our tiers of adventuring, right? Yep. Generally for difficulty. Well, why not do that with your internal story? Mm -hmm. Have an idea yep. of kind of maybe maybe you do want your character to be reactionary. Yep. I want my character to be molded by the people around them. Because my, <laughs> yes. my, my character is, it's let's say, trope. Uh, I, I know it is. I know it. And you, you play it well. But the, the idea here is, okay, if that's the case, I want my party to help mold me because I'm a young squire or mm -hmm. I'm, I'm an outlander and I don't know the ways of the people yeah. here or uh, somebody just turned me on and I'm a Warforged robot and I don't know. I, yeah. just, I just don't know. I have yeah. no history. Plan how many characteristics from the party you want to scoop up into your own persona mm -hmm. by level five. Right. By level 10. Right. Play it, or or the opposite, have secrets that you're pushing out, yes. right? By level five, by level 10. And I would urge, for, for interest, I would urge you to play them a little faster in right. pace than right. you want to. 
and, or, and, or play them all the time. <laughs> well, you, right? Like all the little things. Like, like, so so therein, therein, I think you hit another boundary there, Icarus, of, <laughs> of going too much because then people might start perceiving you as main character syndrome. No, I think it's what I mean by all the time is that there's certain, uh, it's like a, a fisherman. You're always tossing your, your line out until something bites, right? Something bites when they notice it. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's when you're playing all that. Like an example would be in that old TV show, sadly, Firefly. Mm. Where, where the captain always always cuts, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, cuts the their apples open with a knife first, and then they eat it, right? And it's not till later they find out it's because one time there was a grenade inside, and right? And spoilers, spoilers, sorry guys, it was in their backstory, but uh, right, right, right. And then no, they, that's a beautiful, and that's, beautiful what, that's what I mean by, by by maybe play it all the time. So then when it comes out, I remember like you had a character way back where. Uh, <laughs> you always ask, like, what does it say? What does it say? Every time you came to, like, a sign, you're like, oh. Uh, what are we looking what for? What are we looking for? What does it, it look like? Where yeah. we have to go, right? It wasn't until at the end uh, we found out that he couldn't read. Your character couldn't read. Yeah, but and we're all like, ah, oh, illiterate. Yeah. awesome, yeah. right? That was super fun to play as an illiterate character. And, and that's what I mean, yes, like, yeah. playing him all the time. Yes. Okay, so the... the the, the, I, feeler, I get what the you're feeler, saying. The feeler. I get what, what you're mean, saying. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a better way of putting it i think mm-hmm. so have have your character personality traits always out there they are always themselves yeah this is something that they always do um but you know maybe when you're releasing the information kind of breadcrumbs from your your history or whatnot yeah. don't don't do it too fast don't do it too slow right yeah. like there's a goldilocks zone but i think the goldilocks zone for everybody else is a little bit faster than we normally think yeah. that we want to right because what we don't want to have is, well, nobody ever really got to know my character and we're fighting the big bad guy. Right. 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 I wanted to get this character to get involved with things, but I never saw the chance. Well, call for the chance. Make the chance yeah. happen yeah. and try and do it earlier because you can always have more story. I mean, you know what? You can always talk about it, frankly, after a session. Mm-hmm. Like This is what I'm trying to do with my character. Just letting you guys know, you know, what's up. if you guys can just maybe... I go there mm-hmm. with my character every mm-hmm. now and then. That'd be great. Right? Absolutely, yeah. If, if you aren't able to do it on your own, yep. just over-communicate, over-communicate. Yeah. Over-communicate. Yeah, and give give that meta-knowledge out, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I want to do this. Yeah. I want my character to find that. Like Maybe it's not as fun as things happening organically, but at least you're getting some fun as opposed to just, oh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just because you know it's a mystery theme, doesn't mean that you enjoy solving it less, right? Like, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. I, my, yeah. My, I am looking for, or I am looking for this character to explore whatever this is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to let you guys know that I'm going to start calling for more scenes where I'm going to be exploring that. Yeah. Is that all right with you? Yeah. And if they say no, well, then you're like, ah, okay, well, that kind of sucks because that's what I really thought that we were doing. Right. And then we can go, uh, do we have to have like a mini session zero again? Just right. to like realign the party and what we're looking at to make right. sure that everything's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the wonderful thing is. Ooh, um, a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. One thing with tickers, uh, is that once you get the whole table going and doing this, um, something, I don't know, something wonderful develops. Right. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just like um, things become so 
textured and sort of alive, right? Once everyone does it, because it's usually it's typically it's just the DMs putting things out there and 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 making things happen, right? And it's the PCs reacting. But when the PCs are also throwing things out there and DMs are reacting to PCs and PCs are reacting to PCs, it's just this great mishmash of um, I don't know, it's it's just fun. It's just this energy I find um, sort of develops at the table. Well, when anyone when anyone ever asks me what is D and D, the f- D&D. the first thing that I I generally say or talk about is that it's a collaborative narrative experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's like reading the best book you've ever read, but also having input on what's being said or what happens next in the story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's or or watching your favorite TV show, but also being there, right? And yeah. and and, yeah. and talking to this person and saying that and and whispering these secrets around. Guess what? I saw this person. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's 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 better than the best of any kind of interaction that you can watch and enjoy mm-hmm. because you can also be a part of it and and have your hands on the reins. Yeah. Right. And you can choose to to white knuckle that, or you can choose to just have a finger on it. Yeah. Right. But you, you then get to choose how much you're wanting to participate yeah. and how much you want to go. And this arc of the story, you really want to be like overwhelming and you kind of want to take charge. Mm-hmm. And that arc of the story, you want to, you want to see what you've got. Yeah. I want to see what you're going to bring. Yeah, forth, yeah, right? yeah. 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 And the DM is just spotlighting and narrating the party wherever it is that they go. Oh, uh, and the, the DM can be like, I don't have to do anything. And this is awesome. They're like, they're just going at it. Like, there are it times awesome. when they just enjoy great. it, right? Yeah, yeah just yeah. to sit back and then finally you get to enjoy the performance instead of being the performer. Right. In, in a way, in a way, right? You're all yeah. performing, you're all working, everyone is playing the game, but it's nice to go like, I didn't have to prep for this. Well, well this you, is, don't, you don't have to be the stage awesome. manager and, and, and lighting expert and, and doing all the props. Yeah. You, to, you just like, oh, they're doing it. They're do, and they're doing oh. something. They're doing something yeah. interesting right now. Like they're digging into yeah. each other, right? For the benefit of themselves. They're doing something cool. Well, and things happen and I can just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. No, that's, it's wonderful. It is wonderful when that happens. Yeah. It absolutely is Man. a wonderful treat. Yeah. And, and from that, I think what you're, you're talking about is when you start taking those individual voices, mm-hmm. Right, and you start putting them together. You're you're not just unique voices now. You're like a, a choir. You've you've adapted your own sound, mm-hmm. right? And you've created mm-hmm. your your one band, one sound, <laughs> uh, one direction <laughs> of of just going forth. And and now <laughs> this is really not. It's not just another game, right? This is the yeah. game that you're going to remember and look back on fondly mm-hmm. for like your your D and D highlight reel. Yeah. Right. Because everybody's getting involved. Everybody's caring. And you can even watch, like we said, if there's some veterans at the table, Mm -hmm. you can kind of bushwhack and lead the party forward, showing them good habits to adopt. Yeah. And as they go on, maybe the, the, the younger people start thinking about it more, start analyzing themselves more, start growing their character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have your character develop. Right. Yeah. Have your character take a left turn. Why did they take a left turn? Well, because this happened and well, this little thing. And the cool thing is they go in, in directions that maybe you didn't even ever plan. That you as the player. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't foresee. Even, like, like sometimes a party goes in directions that the DM doesn't plan. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, where's my campaign going? I don't know. I guess we're going here. Right. Sometimes your character's like, where's it going? He went into this really cool direction that I never foresaw because of what happened with the other 
PCs. In, in my last, right. in the last game that I was playing as, uh, my elven wizard saw himself at level eight. I remember yep. quite clearly. There was an interaction where we had, for the second time, interacted with a black dragon, number two. Um, he was a bit of a reoccurring villain. Uh, he was too strong for us to outright defeat in a way before when we met him. And now he'd met, we'd met again. He had uh, joined up with some other individuals, yada, yada, yada. But the, the kind of crux of it was I had been looking for a catalyzing moment for my character to make an abrupt change in his personality. He mm. was He was dominant and he was controlling and he wanted to be right. uh, a benign tyrant. He wanted to rule the world so that no tyrant could rule the world. Right? <laughs> is, yeah. is that kind of... Yeah, in, I love it. And, love and it. In, in, in speaking with and interacting with this dragon, um, also as a big flashing do sign, keep your character's RP alive in combat. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Talk in combat. Like, one of the things that you should talk about in session zero is how much can we talk during our turn? Mm-hmm. Right? Can we say stuff? Can we continue talking? Can we continue blah, blah, blah? As long as it's not like tactical, can yeah. we keep bouncing stuff yeah. off? Can I insult the guy that I'm fighting? Can I? No, it's the best. The best thing about like the Battle of, Battle of Helm's Deep is stupid Lego lesson. Lego lesson Gimli? And Gimli, yeah. yeah. Like, like just. That only counts as one. Right? Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, oh, you're a sore loser. Right. And then it also keeps combat interesting because combat can be kind of dry. It, it it can be, or it can just be a continuation if you yep. go into it with the mindset of, I want more RP during this moment. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here in this combat for half an hour, if you can do it in wow. half an hour, an hour, two hours, three hours, Killing whatever, whatever one it goblin. is, whatever it, whatever it turns out to be, yeah, we should still be able to RP with this. Yeah. We're not going to put a third of the, the game's pillars on hold mm-hmm. because we're, we're rolling dice. Right. Yeah. Right. So so going back to the the example, my character saw the dragon's perspective mirrored his perspective. Mm. And he saw like that creature is older than me, supposed to be wiser than me. But it's bitter and it's dark and it's lost. It's lost its benign sensibilities. Mm. and It's lost. It's it's wanting to be philanthropic. It's turned dark. And I can't do that. Right. And that was that was the point where he went, oh this is what I'm going to end up like. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Right. Right. And so I knew, I knew I wanted my character in my arc right. to have a personality change. Mm-hmm. And it was in that interaction that I was able to hit that story beat yeah. as a player, Yeah. as a player deciding that was the story beat that allowed me to see the dark reflection yeah. and change. Well, and the other players probably got to experience that. Yeah. And notice that and, and got to enjoy that trip. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was that was your character. Yes, yeah. So no, it was it was great for me. Uh, I hope it was great for them. It was a, it was an awesome character, an awesome story. Uh, but it allowed him to participate more and then be more part of the group, not be like the leader of the group, right? Just because he says he is, or just because of whatever. Well, I'm sure they liked it. You got a second campaign out. <sighs> yeah, squeezed them, <laughs> squeezed all the juice out of the fruit. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think this is really kind of where you want to go. It is looking for. The, the narration of the world to help inform you of what's going to happen mm-hmm. next and then using all of your previous decisions to help you move forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's with the group. That's with the DM. That's with the, the, the goblin encounter that you, you have at level one yeah. that most people have. Right. Tell them about your backstory. Cool. Right. I remember when your kind stole my cow Betsy. <laughs> right. And then everyone else in the group is like, 
you were really attached to that cow. He was like, that was my favorite cow. We used to play catch. But, uh, <laughs> he was like, you used to play catch with a cow? my homework. <laughs> it's a smart cow. Uh, yeah. No, and, and, Stupid or, homework. Or easy homework. <laughs> but, you know, it, it then starts to go, oh, well, how did this, this knight in shining armor, he's talking about being from a farm right. then probably? Or, right. Oh, so he might have come from nothing. So when he yeah. when he when he says that he's he always paladin. eats fast, oath of the farmer, oath of, oh oath of the homegrown, uh, you know when he when he says that he eats fast, oh, okay maybe that's because they didn't have a lot of food, yeah. and so every scrap of food he could eat he ate, mm-hmm. and that's and he ended up growing up big and strong somehow, right? Just right. by hard work, maybe short, but th- eating the fastest, whatever, eating the fastest always meant that you got to go for seconds first, whatever it is. Yeah, use those fun ideas and fun tropes. Mm-hmm. To just bring life into the, really breathe life into yeah. the game. And don't worry about being ridiculous either. Like, like people, people do the weirdest things for the stupidest reasons uh, in real life. Oh, yes. Um, and it's, it wouldn't be, I don't think it'd be any different uh, in, in D&D life either. Yeah, shout out to you, Florida man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Florida man. Florida man's amazing. But it, that's the idea of somebody... Somebody out there saw this as a reasonable course of action. Yeah. Right? This yeah. this was their best decision in that moment. Yeah. Um, and, and look where it got them. Now they're an adventurer. <laughs> now they're an adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be an adventurer. But no, I think... Florida man robs a Walmart with a crocodile. Now he's at a level one paladin. Wielding a crocodile. I mean, hey. Yeah, oath of the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay okay uh and and so yeah why not yeah why not well there's i mean if if it's acceptable according to your uh session zero stuff mm-hmm. go for it mm-hmm. there is right why not and there is no answer then just do it yeah just do it yes yes it's better to do it and then have to pull it back later well it's it, not i think at least yeah yeah i think it's it's best to communicate that mm-hmm. at first yeah right like this is what i want to go and if you get if you get nods around the the table mm-hmm. and you're like wow i can't believe you guys agreed to that <laughs> well here we go <laughs> right? and then in play it's too much right yeah. you're like was that too much guy yeah yeah where you you hit the guy with the crocodile biting onto the other guy but he was grappled so you ended up hitting them with a person and a gr- it's it's getting too confusing okay <laughs> yes i agree I agree. It's Initiative was a nightmare. Was a, <laughs> you don't even know. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. It's time to pull it back in in like a collaborative, friendly way. Yeah, right. And understand that. Oh, that thing that you were trying to do that was a little crazy was a little too crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or or maybe it was too comical, or it was too serious, or it was too romantic. Yeah. Or it was too whatever for the too or for the table. Right. Too romantic. Right. Yeah. And that can be like carnal romance as well as like uh <laughs> he was a zombie too romantic guy too, too romantic too yeah 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 you made other people yeah. feel uncomfortable like, that's illegal <laughs> half illegal are they still a corpse they're not dead but they are it's unillegal that it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that for you to decide at your table what the laws around uh, necromantic entities are. Oh, you know what that sound means? I, that's the first time I've heard that sound. Uh, I I think it means we're done. Is it? Yeah. That was, that was fast. Thank God. Well, yeah. Uh, 
I am tired of being here. Yeah, well, I, I'm still kind of fresh, but uh, no, if it's time to go, it's time to go. No. Yeah. I guess we hit all the points. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, um, I guess before we go, though, uh, one more time, please like and or subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Share. All that good stuff. And I think as as a kind of a question to leave you with, and maybe mm-hmm. you can add this into the comments, is what are the questions that you like to ask yourself when developing your character? Why am I even here? Right? Like what uh, <laughs> one of, for example, oh one God. of my favorite questions to ask myself is uh, how does this character want to die? Oh, wow. Right? How does this yeah. character see their end? What's the, the yeah. best version of their end? Mm. Uh, and, and what that is and, and how that ties into their core concepts. Sorry, my question is why why does this character matter? Mm. Uh, to, to anyone. Wow. Yeah. It's the question I ask when I make characters. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so th- there's but, examples yeah, of ours. If you have any question, like any cool question that you ask yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. please let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if if we have gone too far in any, any of our jokes or any of our talks, let us know. Uh, just like our, this is like a mini session zero, I guess, at the end. Yeah. Uh, if we're out to lunch with any of our ideas, if we missed anything, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, go in the comments. We'd love to hear uh, your thoughts um, on anything we've talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, so I guess um, I'm Sean number 34. I am Byron number 33. Yeah. And, and uh, thanks for being here with us at Caffeine and Cantrips. See you next time. Bye. I don't even know why I'm here. Ooh. I uh, I don't even play these. What? Really? What? You're gonna say that and go?